Hello, I am Ahanu. And in today's episode of the Honest to God series on World of Empowerment Radio, Angel Rose and I get to grips on understanding humanity's genetic origins. And this all arose over several weeks of exploring who our ancestors really are. And I mean way back. I'm not talking about grandmothers and that direct family lineage. I'm talking about the Nephilim. Were they the Anunnaki? Were they the Palladians? Were they Elohim or star people? And these are the kind of races that kept coming up. So of necessity, this episode of the Honest to God series was divided into two, simply because the questions kept coming up. And consequently, the whole thing took longer than we anticipated. And still it's not complete. It is something that we may have to revisit again and again. But for now, here's what we found out. We found out that what we've read and what we've been taught is not correct. We realized how much we don't know. We found out also how much of our history has been hidden from us. We found the real purpose of control dogmas on Earth. We found who the elite are and why they want to keep their bloodline pure. We found that it was possible to change our DNA and we found that we can consciously increase our frequency. So in this, the first half of the session on understanding humanity's genetic origins, the questions we asked were, who were the Nephilim? Did the Nephilim mate with humans? Where did the Nephilim come from? Were the Nephilim barbaric? Did the Anunnaki create the Nephilim? Are the Nephilim related to the Elohim? Are we the offspring of the Nephilim? Are we the offspring of the Anunnaki? <laughs> See where this is going? Are the elite the offspring of the Anunnaki? Who are the elite descended from? Were the Egyptians Anunnaki? Who were the star people? Did humans originate inside or outside this dimension? Did the original human have six fingers and six toes? Has the biblical original sin anything to do with our DNA coding? Is Genesis just a summary of millions of years of evolution? So have a listen to our conversation and let us know your thoughts. Did the angels mate with humans? Well, it's kind of strange because I'm not really seeing them as angels like we would think of angels, it, something ethereal like that. I'm seeing more of a being that looks like it has legs and arms and very human-like in shape, except a little bit different vibration. So I don't think they were angels. I'm not getting really that they were angels. I'm getting that they were, what's the word, a different... Like they lived somewhere else, lived on a different planet and came here and mated. So I'm not seeing that it was angels. I'm seeing that it was beings from another uh, another dimension is what I'm looking at. 
So do you think that they were just called angels by those who didn't know any better? That's the way it feels, because they definitely weren't native to this place. Yeah. So if they flew in as aliens and native people on Earth may have assumed that they were angelic beings because they came in flying, as it were. Well, they didn't fly as themselves. No, I know, but they came in on some craft. What I'm saying is that the people, do you think that the local people at that point in time, the earthlings, whatever stage of human. Yeah, I could see how they could think that they were angels or from God. Right. Mm -hmm. So those beings then that came in, Mm -hmm. they did mate with humans. That's what you're saying. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah. And they do look like they're larger. Not giants like we think of, you know, Jack and the Beanstalk giants, mm-hmm. but bigger people. They look like they were bigger, muscul- more muscular. They look like they were taller. Mm-hmm. So maybe, you know, seven, eight feet, let's say. Okay. And was it those beings that had anything to do with the fall of man? Only in the sense that they look like they could control the people. Because those people already looked up to them. So it looks like they were the controllers is what I want to say. You know, not God above banishing. That's not the fall that I'm seeing. So to answer your question, I'm going to say no to your question because this isn't a fall. Let's just say they enjoyed being looked upon as gods by the people who were here. So they did take advantage of that to get things they wanted or to manipulate. If there's something they wanted to control on the earth, for example, mm-hmm. they let the people think that they were gods. Those beings, did they come from outside our galaxy or they came from some of the inner planets or, or are they interdimensional? Yeah, I'm getting different dimension as opposed to different planet because I feel like I'm going in to a dimension, like I'm folding into a dimension where that dimension could have planets and a solar system. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it looks like they came through a dimension to get here. And those beings, are they what we call the Nephilim or what are known in the Bible as the Nephilim? I don't think so. I think that's something completely different. Okay. So I'm going to say no, really simply to that for now. So who are the Nephilim? Now, I am going to a race of beings that do look very, again, giant-like, but bulky, bigger than the ones I just told you about. See, the ones I just told you about look like they were, they looked fair. Do you know what I mean? Like they were pleasant looking. When I'm tuning into the Nephilim, they don't look pleasant looking. They look kind of barbaric is the word, okay? Barbaric. But were they also from another dimension, the Nephilim I'm talking about now? Believe it or not, they look like they were a result of some genetic manipulations that were dropped off here. It looked like they were made off planet and um, that the beings who made them dropped them off here for a specific purpose. And it feels like a very different time period than what we started with when we were talking before. Before or after? I'm going to say after. It looked like they came after. Okay. And I feel like it's a particular area of the world, like Africa, 
And they do look like they were actually miners or workers, but they weren't little people. You know, they were bulky and big and miners. I keep wanting to say miners. Okay, so they were, looks like to me they were, those were the ones that were created to do mining purposes. So we're talking about the Nephilim now. Yeah. So the Nephilim were workers, miners, who were somehow planted on the earth by another race of beings. Yes. Beings. And then after that, a different race of beings came who were the giants. Okay, now you're asking me a different question. Because the angels in the, in the Daughters of Men was before all that. Okay, right. and that was a separate thing. Separate time period okay. before the Nephilim got dropped off. So were they both on the planet Earth at the same time? No, I said they weren't. Right. The original angels, as the ones we talked about earlier, who were mated with the daughters of man, mm-hmm. they were wiped off the planet. Then well, I never said they were wiped off the planet. Yeah, but I asked, you went from one question to a whole different question. I asked here at the same time, and you said no. No. So there was nothing on the planet then when these Nephilim came, were planted here by some other race of beings. There was no humans here. No, there were people here. There were still people here. Okay. But those other dimensional beings that mated with the daughters of men, those beings were not here. Right. They went back to where they came from. Okay, but they left their offspring here, though. Because they made it. They left it. But I also think they took some of the women with them. I think they also took some humans with them back to where they came from, as well as left some of their own offspring here. Okay. And I have to say that those actually feel like they were the original angelic humans. That particular mating looks like it produced an angelic human race. Because those people... Not, not angels like, I, I want to be clear, I'm not describing angels like ethereal, fair, you know, I'm talking about angelic in the sense of being godlike in the sense that they were um, good. That's what I'm trying to get across, okay? With angelic coding. Yes, with angelic coding. Okay. So the Nephilim workers now coming forward in time, the Nephilim who were the miners and were workers, did they mate with humans also? Okay. They look like they, I'm trying to see them out of mines. I don't, you know, I'm trying to get a sense of them not working in mines. Because mm-hmm. it looks like initially that's all they did was work in mines. And they were strong, physically strong. See, it doesn't look like they mated with humans. It looks like whoever made them mated with humans. Okay. But they were giants, though. I'm going to say eight feet, eight, eight, nine feet, perhaps. Do you know what I mean? But not 22 feet or 70, you know. Were they cannibals? What I'm hearing is they were meat eaters because I don't necessarily see them eating humans, but animals, yes. Okay. Savage. They might be what we would consider were the real. Description of a savage being came from. That's what it feels like to me. Savage in their behavior that way. See, because I feel like it's different parts of the world. You know, in other words, where these beings were dropped off and where they were told to mine, I don't really see it heavily populated with other people. They looked like they were a different part of the earth. 
mostly, most of that population, because where they were dropped off looks like it was remote, and they were bred to mine. But this is where I think, when you're going to ask about the Anunnaki, this is where I think the Anunnaki made them. Okay, and when the Anunnaki came back to control them or tell them what to do, the Anunnaki were the ones who started some breeding with some of the people who were here. So they were breeding these Nephilim violent characters with human. No, no. humans from them. No. I don't get that they bred the Nephilim with anybody. Okay, in fact, I feel like the Nephilim weren't, weren't very sexual at all. I feel like they were big creatures made to work, bulky, strong, but I, I don't really see them very sexual. Their sexual organs, to me, do not look like they're pronounced. Not that they didn't have them, but they just don't look like they were driven sexually. Kind of a dumb, big, savage kind of creature that ate meat. So were they the ones who were classed as demons then? I'm getting very different history than what people think here, so I'm just going to say what's coming to me. I don't see them as demons. I actually feel sorry for them because it looks to me that when the Anunnaki were done with them, that they tortured them and and they brutally killed them. That's what it looks like to me. Think of a dumb creature who doesn't really have a strong mental capacity to think and reason and rebel and all of that. Just a dumb, a big dumb creature who is made to mine and work, do bulk work, heavy work. And it looks to me that when the Anunnaki were finished with them, that they they tortured and killed them. That's what it looks like to me. Mm. They got rid of them. Okay. So I don't see them ever leaving the planet. These creatures, I see them being killed on the planet, and I think some of some of the ruins that people are finding are the graves of these beings, you know. Some of them, not all of them. Are they the ones that had the elongated skulls? No, those are Anunnaki. Okay. These okay. skulls look small. Think of a Hulk. You know when you see the right. big Hulk? Yeah. That's kind of what I'm picturing as a Nephilim. Now, are the Nephilim related to the Elohim in any way? Are the Nephilim the fallen version of the Elohim? Or are the Elohim their parents or their pre- predecessors or any? Are there any connection? No. No. The Nephilim were created by Anunnaki to be workers. They're not connected to the Elohim. They're not demons. They're just brutes. Right. Now, are we, the current version of the human, are we the offspring of the Nephilim? No, because the Nephilim didn't breed. They weren't sexual. I thought the Anunnaki used them for breeding. It's not what I'm seeing. It's not what I said. I said the Anunnaki created them as workers. They look. I'm going to say asexual because that's the word that I'm okay. coming to where they, the sex organs don't look very active to me. They don't look, you know, like that's not why they were here. They weren't here to breed. They were here to work. Okay. So are we the offspring of the Anunnaki? 
Yes, some of us are angelic humans, and some of us are the offspring of the Anunnaki. And can you classify the elite as being angelic humans or Anunnaki? Who are the elite and who are they descended from? Some of the elite are descendants of the Anunnaki themselves. So that's why they're called purebreds, because they're not Anunnaki's who mated with humans. They're Anunnaki's who mated with Anunnaki's. They're in their own family. Okay. So some of these descendants were descendants from Anunnaki, the Anunnaki bloodline themselves. Does that make sense? Right. They're still telling me that that's true because some of the Anunnaki stayed here. Okay, so in other words, there were Anunnaki that left the planet and there were Anunnaki that did mm. not leave our planet and that stayed here. And a lot of the Egyptians were Anunnaki. So they did breed amongst themselves. That's why there's this whole thing about breeding within their family. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they do check to see if somebody's going to be an Anunnaki before they bury them. They want to keep the, all the Anunnaki's in the same Bloodline, yeah. So the, the the population of humans on Earth who are not of the elite Anunnaki bloodline, then, where did they come from? Okay. Some are angelic humans. There's that lineage there, too. And then there, there were other races that came here from other star systems that bred with species that were here. And some came down and stayed here. You see, this is this is a soup. Mm-hmm. Some other species came down here and stayed here and lived here mm-hmm. and did their own reproducing. So you got different star races because that's what I'm seeing. Now I'm, we're, now we're bringing in a, a, other star races that also came here. So where did the two-legged two arms and a head version of humanity come from? Did they originate on Earth or did they come from other star systems? Oh, well, I'll tell you one race that I'm seeing, okay? And it's an interesting picture. We've got a tall white race and it's got a band around its head showing me with a round solar disk here and it's got a star in the middle. So... There was a race of star people that came here that stayed here through many periods of history, had their own offspring. And so there are those that when you ask them, they'll say, I'm a, I'm a star person, right? They come from the star race, all right? And it's right here, the big round. And the forehead, like at the third like eye. Like a solar disk, but a star right here. Okay? At the third eye. Yeah, it's almost like a band around the head. They're showing it to me to show me as an identification of this particular race of people. Okay? So you had those that came, they feel long ago, like they left their own offspring here. Uh, So there are those that are descended from those star, and call them Pleiadian, maybe if you want to, you know. It looks like they could be Pleiadian. And they're offspring look very human-like. So our origin then, the human origin, is not interdimensional. It is from this dimension, like you mentioned the Pleiades. So it's the humans originated inside this dimensional plane. 
Not in the way you're asking me. See, I want you to think of other races of beings that could come here and live here and reproduce here. You asked me, where did the five-finger human come from? And I'm saying they came from this one particular star race that looked like that. They may have had six fingers, but being here in this dimension, we look like we've kind of watered down to five, if you know what I mean. Although they're not really seeing it as a a distortion, it's just the result of the environment. So the environment caused humans to lose one finger and one toe. Yeah, it looks like it. So now we're down to five. Mm -hmm. And some of those... Some of those Nephilim had six fingers too, but they're being really clear to say, just because we're talking about two races of beings now that had six digits, think way back, okay, because the atmosphere back then was, in other words, it looks like the ability to have six fingers and toes was very environmental. And as the planet changed and the atmosphere changed, elements changed, you ended up with five fingers, five-fingered being. Now, the original sin of the Bible, is that original sin anything to do with our coding, like the five fingers, five toes, the actual DNA of the human? Is that the original sin, or is it some kind of a negative imprint that we have, or some kind of a limitation that we have? Well, before I answer that, they are showing me that part of the alteration in the human genome was a result of this planet being knocked out of its orbit. Okay, so first to try and get a, an idea of the scale of this and the time period of this, we're really looking at millions and millions and millions of well, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And... The Bible, for example, in Genesis, is really summarizing all those billions of of years and all the different races of people and, and beings that came both from local planets and within this universe as well as extra dimensional. And it's really just summarizing them into kind of one chapter. So Wait, you're you're giving it too much credit. Because a lot of that was stories that were handed down through the ages that they took. Yeah, but I'm trying... But each race kind of would have had its own story, right? Of its own origin and how it got there. But we don't have those handed down to us. Like, all we've got really are the work from the likes of Zachariah Sitchin, the Anunnaki, the books of Enoch... The, the, what you call the Bible um, pages that were, or the books that were found in the, the Dead the Sea Dead Scrolls. Sea scroll. mm-hmm. And then you've got the Bible itself, but even that's been tainted and twisted and turned depending on which king and which monarch and which pope got hold of it. But what I'm saying is that all of those records really are just giving us the smallest little hint of what really is millions of years of history. Yes. Yeah. So it's very difficult for us then to take from the written word a really good idea of what these beings looked like because from one writing to another, the being might have changed, the the race of beings might have changed or they could have come from a different star system or whatever. Right, for a different history. 
and therefore a different history. So when we talk about the Nephilim then, we're only talking about one tiny little, it'll be like, it'll, <laughs> it'll be like an Irish person arriving in darkest Africa for a week's holiday and then going back home again in terms of the impact on the bigger scheme of things. Right. And a lot of the reason why races were mixed up in terms of mm. who was who and who did what is because they didn't have all the knowledge. In right. other words, the hit, you know, the history has holes in it. Yeah. But the parts that we are starting to stitch together now, the likes of the clay tablets from Samaria and Zachariah Sitchin's work and the, the work of our friend down there in San Diego, Gerald Clark, for example. That stitching together of that history is pointing only to one particular race of beings who were here at one particular period in time. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't be correct then to, uh, to make a huge assumption that we descended from them or that they were our past bloodlines. Not across the board. Not across no. the board. Right, mm-hmm. right. Okay. Like I told you, there was and is a race of angelic humans here. Yeah. So when which we. Which would be a lot purer. When we Cody. hear from the likes of the book of Genesis, then when they talk about Nephilim and Elohim and all of those. For us to try and put that in context, we are talking about a little visit of some race of beings that came from somewhere else for a a period of time that in the bigger scheme of things is relatively negligible. Well, in the soup. In the soup, yeah. In the bigger scheme. Yeah. Right. They're an ingredient in the soup. Right. So in, in that way then, our DNA, right now the modern human our DNA then, is it fair to say that that is a a huge mix of everything that's gone before it? So when I asked about what is the origin of the human, can you say that we are descended from, like the way you might do a genealogy, say, I know who my father is and I know now who my grandfather is and his father, and go go back through the records and the burial records and the marriage records and go back. Is it possible at all? to even arrive at a beginning point for the human. We do need to take a studio break right here, Angel Rose. We will be back. We hope you enjoyed that discussion about understanding humanity's genetic origins. Remember that that was only the first half. Make sure you tune in to the second half because in that we continued the discussion and we asked the following questions. Is it possible to find an accurate genealogy of the human race? Was there always conflict in the DNA of humans? Has there ever been a peaceful, loving human on Earth? Is it possible for humans to be more peaceful and loving or more angelic? Was Hitler trying to return the race to the original human or Anunnaki bloodline? How do we change our frequency to align with Paradise Earth and our angelic coding? Is our DNA responsible for war? Is our DNA malleable? Does making a different choice change our DNA? Are all beings connected to the same consciousness? So subscribe to us on YouTube, 
iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and on our website at honesttogodseries.com to make sure that you get the second half of this program. Also, remember to check out our new World of Empowerment website where we have a whole new program of spiritual goodies for you. And you can find that at worldofempowerment.com. Until next time, bye from myself, Ahanu, and from Angel Rose. You have been listening to Angel Rose and Ahanu on World of Empowerment Radio, your station for practical spirituality in a changing world.